0: Today I want to talk about the accuracy of the DFS industry. And one thing I do, um, I write for Fanshare Sports, which is a website that compiles and curates all of the players that are being talked about and recommended as DFS plays for that week. So if you go to the website, you can see, uh, for instance, Patrick Mahomes is the most touted quarterback. He's being recommended as a uh, DFS play on... 38 websites. And that's the most mentions. That's the most tags. He has the most hits as a mentioned quarterback. So they have this huge list of DFS websites and touts and Twitter uh, feeds etc. that they compile uh, a running tally of how often a player is recommended as a play. Basically what I did, and I've done this for the last three years, I go back and look position by position and take the top touted Um, players each week and see how often they meet salary-based expectations for cash games and for gpps now before we get into this you may ask well what is meeting salary-based expectations for cash games and gpps if you're familiar at all with dfs and how we determine uh, a player's cash game or gpp uh, salary-based expectations. It's usually 3x for cash games and probably about 4x for GPPs. And what I mean by that is if a player is $5,000, 3x their salary is 15 DraftKings points. Now, there are some weeks where you know the winning score and the cash line in cash games and GPPs is astronomical through the roof. I believe week five of 2019... The cash line for uh, cash games was over 200. And the winning score in the Millionaire Maker was like 330, which was just insane. All the chalk hit. Um, and you needed just like one low on play to take down big tournaments. Um, and then there's weeks where, you know, 125 is the cash line because all the chalk doesn't hit. And most of the players that are in a majority of cash game lineups, you know, don't hit 3x value. So we see that cash line dip a little bit. And you don't need um, as solid of a lineup to cash i did adjust them um, for those you know abnormality weeks i didn't go through and adjust it for every single week so like if the cash line was 143 or if the cash line was 158 i didn't adjust them for those weeks that's a bit of semantics there but for the weeks where the cash line was abnormally high or low i did adjust there okay so let's take a look at the quarterback position. Very, very straightforward. Um, obviously, the easiest pre- position to uh, predict, and it shows over the last three years, the top touted quarterbacks have come in in cash games in 2019, 76% meeting salary-based expectations, 2018, 78%, 2017, 74%. Now, on a week-to-week basis, the amount of quarterbacks that are considered chalk varies. Usually it's only one or two, sometimes it's three, but based on the fan-shared data, I do cut it off when I see the amount of tags, you know, take a drastic drop. So if Deshaun Watson has 30 tags, and then Andy Dalton has 29 tags, and then the next most mentioned player, if I don't know, Cam Newton at 18 tags, then I'll separate it there. It'll only be Deshaun Watson and Andy Dalton for that week. Um, but most of the time, it's one or two players uh, that are going to end up being the chalky quarterbacks. There were a handful of weeks over the last three years where like five quarterbacks were all recommended the most. And that ended up, you know, reflecting itself in the week in that week of DFS, you know, quarterback ownership spread out. Pretty evenly because of that, I did not include those weeks in this uh, study just because there really wasn't a most touted quarterback, there really wasn't a chalky quarterback that week. Okay, so in GPPs in those three years for quarterbacks, things get a little bit different. In 17 and 18, uh, the difference in quarterbacks who met cash game value and quarterbacks who met tournament value uh, were pretty widespread. Um, so, as I said, in 2017, 74% of quarterbacks hit cash game value. Only 37%, which is half, if you could do the quick math there, met tournament value. In 2018, 78% met cash value, 46 met GPP value, a pretty wide margin in the amount of quarterbacks that are hitting, you know, 3x versus the amount of quarterbacks that are hitting 4x. In 2019, 76% hit cash value, 63% hit tournament value. So what that told me was when a quarterback hit value in 2019, they pretty much exploded. The DFS industry is getting better at pinpointing exactly who is going to have a monster game at quarterback, at least in 2019. And I feel like we've seen that across the board. If you listen to my previous episodes, winning lineups are getting a little bit chalkier Uh, by each year so it does seem like the dfs industry is getting sharper Uh, a lot of content creators are you know just getting better at identifying which quarterbacks are underpriced and can meet salary-based expectations and actually pretty much explode a lot more of the same at tight end i'm going to skip to tight end because the percentages are kind of mirror images of each other Tight end in 2019, only 47% met cash game value. In 2018, 52% met cash game value. In 2017, 58% met cash game value. So the tight end position is getting a bit harder to predict, it seems. Um, However, what's happening is kind of the same thing that's happening at quarterback. 41% hit GPP value. 2019 compared to 47 meeting cash game value. So the difference in meeting cash value and meeting GPP value, really not much big of a difference. Same thing with quarterback. In 2018, 52% of tight ends met cash game values, 22%. Up tight ends met GPP value, a huge difference, right? So a lot of tight ends were just hitting that three X area and not really exploding. Same thing in 2017, 58% met cash game value, 22% met GPP value. So again, in 2019, less less uh, a, a smaller percentage of tight ends hit value, but when they did, they exploded, and we we knew that was happening. You know, Tyler Higby, Austin Hooper, a few weeks they were way underpriced and they absolutely smashed when they were chalk. And that is why that uh, percentage of cash game and GPP salary-based expectations are a lot closer in 2019. So what I think this says really about our lineups in 2019 was that you needed to be on the right chalk, right? There wasn't uh, a ton more... Players hitting cash value, but when they made value, they absolutely crushed across the board. So if you were on the right chalk in 2019, you definitely um, were profitable in cash games and GPPs, right? So I, I know I keep saying the DFS industry is getting sharper, et cetera, et cetera, and we are, but it just looks like we're getting sharper at identifying ceiling games. I really think that that's the case. As you can see, um, you know when we hit, it is sealing games from these players. At the running back position in 2019, 57% cash game hit rate, 46% GPP hit rate. 2018, 59% cash game hit rate, 48% GPP hit rate. Very similar there. In 2017, a little bit worse at identifying GPP running backs, 56% cash game hit rate, and a 22% GPP hit rate. Running backs are always going to be the second most predictable position in NFL DFS, and it just has to do with how volatile touches are, right? Quarterbacks are the most predictable because they always have the ball in their hand. We know how uh, different teams are going to uh, attack through the air or if a, a quarterback has um, a tendency to run. Obviously, those quarterbacks are recommended a lot more for cash games and GPPs because of the ceiling that um, they offer. Then we get to the running backs. Their touches are less volatile, right? The ball's handed to them, so they don't need to complete the process of a deep catch for them to pay off value. Most of their targets are, you know, behind the line of scrimmage or at least within five yards of the line of scrimmage. Easier balls to catch, Their production has a much higher floor. So that is why they are the second most predictable position. Then we get to the wide receiver. And believe it or not, wide receiver was a bit more predictable in 2019, at least as far as Daily Fantasy is concerned. In 2019, 46% cash game hit rate for wide receivers, 30% GPP rate. In 2018, it was as low as 27% of a cash game hit rate uh, and 12% of a GPP hit rate. And in 2017, 34% cash game hit rate and a 13% GPP hit rate. And that is reflective of what we talked about in the last two episodes, right? Lineups, winning lineups were a lot chalkier in 2019 than they were in 2018 and 2017. And a lot of that had to do with the wide receiver position. Still though, quarterback The most chalky, the most often position to meet value when they are touted is the quarterback position, then the running back position, uh, tight end follows, and then wide receiver. What does this mean? What lessons can we learn from this? Um, Obviously, it's something that I've been preaching for the last few years. There really is no need to stray away from chalky quarterbacks, especially in cash games. And at the running back position, we know that there's only a handful of running backs that we can project for 20 plus touches um, on the ground and through the air. It's important to get those running backs into your lineup. If you are pretty high on a running back that you think no one else is and you think you can project out um, extra touches for them, etc., sure, get the low owned running back uh, in your tournament lineups. But those two positions, it's okay to be fairly chalky at. Wide receiver is where we kind of want to stray away from the chalk in certain positions. We saw in um, the winning millionaire, millionaire maker lineups, the two wide receiver slots, wide receiver two, wide receiver three, both under 10% owned uh, on average. So in those positions, in those spots, that's kind of where you want to... Um, get away from the chalk. And then at tight end, uh, tight end has similar percentages to running back. And I think that has to do a lot with the fact that their targets are usually closer to the line of scrimmage as well. So overall, we saw much of the same trends in terms of the accuracy of the DFS industry uh, recommending different players at each position. You know, quarterback, obviously, the most accurate running back second tight end a close third to running back believe it or not um, and then wide receiver bringing it up the rear but getting a little bit closer to third place tight end there in terms of accuracy of projecting salary-based expectations one thing that i did notice the industry got a lot better at not shying away from wide receivers, and all players in general that were coming off a few bad games. Wow. Will Fuller had a pretty slow start to the season, but then was chalk in Week 5 for his matchup in which he exploded for 50 DraftKings points. Same thing with Christian Kirk. Steady Eddie, you know, 5 for 50 here and there. But then he was uber chalk, especially in cash games, the week that he put up three touchdowns on Tampa Bay. So one thing that I did notice there was that the industry as a whole getting a bit better in you know, shielding their recency bias and not letting that impact who they're recommending as DFS plays. They're kind of just looking at the matchup, looking at the stats, looking at the indicators, and then just rolling with who they feel is in the best spot despite not having a pretty box score in the previous weeks. Okay, so I hope that you enjoyed This episode of the 2020 NFL DFS Primer Series, I hope you learned something that will make you a better NFL DFS player in 2020. And lastly, I hope that you would go and give this podcast a five-star rating and review on wherever it is you get your podcasts. It goes a long way in helping this show stay free, and I would greatly appreciate it. Hey guys, so the 2020 NFL DFS season is right around the corner. By the looks of it, we will at least begin the season in some capacity, so we will definitely have a week one as it uh, seems. So I am putting together a 2020 NFL DFS season primer. It will be five episodes and all of the content for the most part you probably have already heard on this podcast at some point or another. Uh, I went back; um, I did a, a few episodes during the you know the beginning of the COVID nineteen shutdown. Um, I did some episodes last year, the year before that. Um, basically, what it looks at is a ton of millionaire maker trends, cash line trends, ownership, um, how the chalk does, how the Uber chalk does double up cash lines, things like that. Uh, But over the next few days, I will be just reposting some of that content to get everybody ready for the 2020 NFL DFS season. Now, because this information has been pulled from podcasts that happened, you know, a month ago, three months ago, a year ago, uh, all the information is still vitally important to the 2020 NFL DFS season. I went through all the podcasts, cut out things that, uh, didn't apply anymore. Um, but there may be, you know, I may reference COVID 19 or the shutdown at, at some point within the podcast, or I may reference, you know, it may sound like I, I, I never even heard of COVID 19. That means the podcast happened a little bit before uh, March of this year. But I went through, edited out anything that I didn't think was important to 2020, cut and pasted the most important stuff, added some new stuff and came out with a five-episode series that will get you ready for the 2020 NFL DFS season. So I hope you enjoy. Let's get into the episode. You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James. You are listening to The Riding, NFL, DFS podcast with Pat Jane.